Guys, everyone knows that unchecked anger can be very dangerous, and fury is no exception. Unless we're talking about a T-Fury. T-Fury is the original pop culture t-shirt destination selling unique designs every day since 2008. You can snag their shirts for only 24 hours starting at midnight. Guess what that means? Midnight to midnight. Do the math. Missing a shirt from the past and want to get it again? Head to the T-Fury Gallery where you can buy some old designs still in print and vote on others to come back from the dead. Every two to four weeks, T-Fury adds more designs to their gallery, so be sure to keep an eye out for the turn of your favorite shirts. T-Fury shirts cover all your favorite topics and fandoms. they got everything from gaming, sci-fi, anime, TV, movies, pop culture, and all the other things we do instead of our work uh and uh, their t-shirts change daily so check back as often as you'd like i would say every second would be excessive uh also don't forget about the t-fury after hour sale if you miss a day shirts by only a little they keep the sale going into the wee hours of the morning just for you i'm talking to you night owls check out tfury.com backslash nerdist and see what today's shirt is all about hey guys welcome to episode 103 of the JV Club with my guest and friend, Sarah Tapscott. Sarah is a marvelous uh, comedic writer. She is a writer on Kroll Show. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in the episode itself, but um, I was so, so happy to have her on the podcast. We really, really had a blast. I think this is going to be an episode that you guys enjoy a ton. And uh, shout out wise, I wanted to thank Paula on Facebook for her posting about what happened to the miniatures. My God, this is really just becoming a miniature-centric uh, podcast. Um, and uh, I want to thank Kat T for her wonderful email. I want to thank on the Nerdist page, Daisy, Tara, and Todd uh, for Pilar's episode. I want to thank, um, again, those of you who uh, have contributed to Art of Elysium. Uh, I did have a conversation with them, and they were just over the moon. We raised um, uh, about $1,000, and uh, I just think that's so marvelous. So marvelous. Um, I am heading out to the Hawaii Comic-Con in just uh, about 24 hours, maybe less, and I'm really excited to head there. Hope to to meet some Korra fans there in the beautiful Hawaii. Um, And then I also will be, and I'm so excited to announce this, uh, as of the time I'm recording this intro, it's not been announced yet, but I've been told that it will be official uh, by the time the episode comes out tomorrow. Uh, I will be doing the Thrilling Adventure Hour in Chicago at the Comic-Con there. So very, very, very excited about that. Uh, You can get more information about that at thrillingadventurehour.com. Thrillingadventurehour.com. We'll be doing uh, the show itself and also a really fun improv show and we'll be doing panels and signings during the day. So cannot wait. Um, Hope to see some of you there. That's going to be an absolute blast. Finally, I want to end this intro with information on the pizza that I couldn't stop talking about on the 100th episode with Busy. It, uh, I did, I think I posted it somewhere, but it's the California Food Company Gluten Free Mushroom and Provolone Pizza. California Food Company Mushroom and Provolone Gluten Free Pizza. I'm a big, big fan. Listen, you may not enjoy it. I certainly do. So you have the option of purchasing that. Now you have all the information you need. And uh, that's it, guys. I will talk to you soon. Now entering Nerdist.com.
Uh, oh, that was very. Uh, uh, hey, Sarah. I know. Uh, I do have like a. a, a, a I have kind of a, my voice is a little bit lower, a little bit husky. <clears throat> my voice, I feel like right now. I like it when it goes when it lives I low. I do too. I like you have when a del- it lives low. And when it lives low, you have a delightful voice. Thank you it so much. Very, but it, I, it, it is, is smooth extra, as butter. It is. It is. <laughs> it is extra low and smooth right now. Oh. It's pretty. Br- just, it's pretty fried. Right but it's now. also overcast right now, which I feel like is just a it's great. A good, place it's to a good. It's a good. It's a good. I've said it before on the podcast. And some of these mornings, when for some reason I have husky voice, especially when it's like this outside, it is. It feels very NPR. Mm-hmm. Allow me to take a sip from my tea. <laughs> Smile. Mm-hmm. I also feel like. On NPR and even like Radio Lab and stuff, they always do the intros where you hear it's like you hear like somebody like drive up or it's like and they come in. They don't yeah. say the name until you've already had half a conversation. Like, oh, yes, come on in. Yeah. That's very yes. Radio yeah. Lab. And then they're like, "This was Sarah Tapscott, and she yeah, was and she was living low this morning." They do like to do that. They the Radio Lab is especially like I I definitely have friends who don't necessarily love uh radio lab because they argue that it's like overproduced yeah you know what i mean because oh, i think if is. you like this american life for example not to just i mean the place those are like the two main podcasts yeah. that i get into oh, i love them right and but and mm-hmm. so if you're used to that like sort of steady as she goes style mm-hmm. of this american life i can see how radio lab would feel very disruptive yeah. and like like who's talking now who yeah, is this and then yeah and then that thing where i mean i'm just used to it and i feel like they figured out a thing that works for them and also as if you're if you, I feel like they're gearing towards also a younger audience too. Mm-hmm. Like they want it to be sort of like fun and, and oh, inspirational yeah. for younger people. Yeah. That, but they'll have somebody start, it'll be like, and so, and then, you know, and so then Dr. Blah, blah, blah started telling us <laughs> yes. about it. And she's like, well, what I realized was that, what she realized was that, 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 that yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, you're not going to, so and then, you're not going to let her talk at all. You're and just gonna, slowly then like a guitar is playing in the background. You're like, is, is somebody playing a guitar in that room? Yeah, no, that's exactly it's it. It's very produced, but I still like but it But I don't like it. It makes me feel smart. It does make me feel smart. It makes me feel very smart when I listen to it. Except for the part where, and this come, happened on the podcast many a time, where I'm like, oh, it's like that great Radio Lab episode. And then I, and then I missed misinform i'm like you know how the moon used to be a piece of the all right well listen i remembered it for one second after and i felt super smart and now i've clearly forgotten it i'm I'm like i'm mistelling it oh it's so true and when i try to retell just butcher it and i'm like this is I can feel them like rolling in their grave. <laughs> They're like, "Don't we are we did it once. You don't have to do it again." <laughs> you can you can send people to us. You know what? Just send them right to the episode. Yep. Don't retell it. Oh well, what are you going to do? Exactly. Well, I can't say it surprises me in the least that you enjoy both of those podcasts. Yes. Do you, are there any other like? I mean, those are really just the two that I the listen to. Because I don't listen to comedy podcasts. Is there, are there any others like that sort of? Because you know, yeah. I'm always open for an, another. one. I mean, I'm a moth. I'm I love you like the moth. the moth. Yeah, I'm a big moth. I was lady. thinking about getting into the moth. I do enjoy it. I feel like I cover so much of that with this American Life, but yeah, I, I mean, it's a bit different because I feel like sometimes there are much like shorter little bits of. Uh, oh. Boy, uh, okay. It's my dad. <laughs> oh, your dad's calling you on a Saturday morning. Oh, he just loves to just check in, see how things are going, see what I'm eating, what I'm drinking. Yeah, <laughs> is where is he? In Iowa. Is that where you're from? Yeah, I'm from Iowa. And 
Yeah, I don't know what they're doing today. I know we derailed off the moth pretty fast, but I got excited to find out more about <laughs> My your, dad your dad. wants to check in. I'm sure he would be delighted to be in. <laughs> Just put a little microphone up to it. Sure. <laughs> we did that. I've done that once on the podcast. Gray Delisle called her grandmother. Oh, really? Um, but then it really felt, I mean, it, it turned out fine and it was funny, but it also, I thought, oh, I'll never, I could never have like a radio show where like I, you sort of take, where you like call people and take them off guard and stuff. Yeah. I, I always feel pranky. And it wasn't at all. Like it, yeah. it wasn't pranky. She just wanted to ask a question of her grandmother who we thought would know the answer. But then somehow it did. It still felt like we did know something know that you she don't. Was on? I think so. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but I still had that sort of daily show feeling where yeah. I was like, oh, I hope this doesn't feel like we're making fun, you know? Yeah. And also to like wrap up the conversation quick, I don't know. Like she, yeah. called, she probably was like, well, how else are things going? You're like, oh, we gotta no, go. It's just a bit we're doing. You, <laughs> oh, I gotta go, grandma. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> She's exactly. like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Uh, like, that's yeah. So I think that, I think that maybe was the main bad feeling was at the end when I was like, Ooh, we rushed her off. It's grandma. That's terrible. You're absolutely right. Now, every time she called, she's like, is this a bit? <laughs> well, she's savvy that way. She catches on super fast. Um, yeah. so does your dad call on a regular basis? Uh, no, I mean, more so now, now that he retired recently. Okay. And so now he has a lot of time to check in. But I don't know, my parents don't check in very much. Like they do, but... Are we the I'm, same person? We might be. I'm so envious when I hear about people who have like smothering parents. I kind of <laughs> I mean, not, to, not that my parents don't care. I mean, my parents check in, they're lovely. But I don't know. You always maybe want what you don't have. But they're, I share an office, um, this one writer, and he's like was talking about how his mom checks in a lot and um which is great and, but you know said in the kind of like oh it's my mom you know she'll always like check in I'm yeah like, no I'm like that'd be delightful <laughs> smother me it's so <laughs> funny because that is also wow that is i people don't believe me I, mm-hmm. i've probably said this on podcast before but like i i've had other people's mothers in my life yeah right if it's a relationship or friendship yes. where they're closer by or they're more you know and i feel like they think i'm like as a like i had a mother in my life who was not my mother but who i saw a lot mm-hmm. who was a very involved present mom yeah and um she i really felt like she didn't believe me when I would be like, yeah, you know, I called my mom three days ago and she just hasn't gotten around to calling me back. 100% true. Yep. I feel like she was always like, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Like in her mind, she was like, She's no like, mother is like that. Back. Exactly. Yeah. You're lying to me. You're lying to me. 100% true. Yeah. My mom will be like, oh, did I not call you back? I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not, and it's not like, they don't want to. Yeah. They're not, she's not absentee in the yes. sense that she just doesn't care about me. No. She just, her, what she always says to me, and I think it's like maybe the sweetest thing ever. And like this will, I will carry with me until I look beyond losing mm-hmm. her, which is sort of a horrible thing to think. But, <laughs> but I but, think to myself, but like she really is like her e- explanation is you're always with me. Like you're yeah, my daughter. I yeah. think about you all the time Aww. and I feel so close to you and yeah. i don't in a weird way i don't clock it by mm-hmm. like whether i'm having a conversation with you for reals yeah. or if it's just like of course like i my heart's with you all the time so it's not in any way absentee it's just like her way of communicating isn't necessarily like and then i call to find mm-hmm. out what you yeah mm-hmm. find out what you ate and yeah. make sure you're taking care of yourself <laughs> and da, 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 da. she's like i know yeah. all that no exactly you know? and i think i don't know i think some mothers 
feel guilty if they don't. It's it's almost like I'm fulfilling my duty as a mom. I have to do this, and that means I'm a mom or a dad or whatever. But um, I think my parents, my mom specifically, she doesn't want to bother us. She's so afraid of being this mothering mom. I know that. Um, Who's us? My brother and I. Okay. Sorry. Is he here? You know, he's in Chicago. Okay. His older brother, three years older. Are your parents still married? Yes. Okay. And he, my brother has a wonderful wife and a delightful little dog. Um, and so, yeah, I think that they, they want to know what's going on, but they don't want to be like a hindrance or whatever. Um, I think my brother's okay with that because <laughs> like, he has his own family and they'll check in. <laughs> But it's funny because his wife um, is part of a very like close knit family, constantly calling, talk all the time. My roommate talks to her mom a lot, and it's great <laughs> to see it. But it's just a really, it's just different relationship. Yeah, it's a different expression of love. My mom, <laughs> my mom will like fave a tweet or like like something on Facebook, and in the most endearing way, I know that's her being like, Oh, hi. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, Plus it, she's it's like, like plugged in, which is not true of my mom. No, your mom's not plugged in. Not at all. No, no, really? no. Mm-mm. I feel like now Facebook and stuff has turned into the way that people share photo albums. So it's like, I have a kid. You want to see the kid sure. get on Facebook. Sure. And so that's how she's, she's just checking out everyone's kids. Yeah. And sometimes her own. <laughs> no, that is, you're absolutely right. That's, that's definitely the place to go. I, my dad isn't on it either. Um, he's very emaily. Like he's he's he's, and it's not that he's not tech savvy. He absolutely could easily be on Twitter and Facebook yeah. if he wanted to be. He's just like, eh, I you know, email's good yeah. for me. It's enough. Does Surf that the web, whatever? Like, does that give you some autonomy that you like? I don't know. Do you you don't feel like your parents are seeing everything you're doing? Oh, yeah. well, that's definitely that, the case. Okay. my mom has no idea what's going so on that, with me, which is also kind of nice in some sense. I don't yeah. know, like it's weird. I haven't exactly figured out probably because it's not like my mom doesn't ever check in and comment on Facebook statuses or tweets or anything being like, well, <laughs> let's watch it now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's never like that. <laughs> it's right. You know, so she, so I don't really know what that take is, but I'm sure there are people who are like, I can't post stuff or I can't live. Oh, yeah. I feel like I, have I can't friends. express myself. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've had friends complain about their parents being too plugged in and being, yeah kind of opinionated and present about their know. like their social media stuff. I do remember once, yeah, my mom <laughs> sent me a Facebook message. This was years ago. And it was like, a touch of demure would never hurt. <laughs> That's the closest. Be a lady, Sarah. Be a lady. For God's sake, be a lady. <laughs> which I love because you write on Cruel Show, which mm-hmm. is um, the least demure thing I could possibly <laughs> imagine you doing yes. to my yep. great delight. Oh. To my great delight. I know, but it's also, it's so fun because there's also all different types of characters of ladies and, and oh, yeah. women who want to be like ladies and who are definitely not. <laughs> yes. Yes. God. Yeah. yeah. The show, that show for me, really the cruel show and Key and Peele are like doing things in sketch that, you know, especially as somebody who produces a sketch comedy festival and mm-hmm. sees, you know, an enormous amount of sketch come yeah. through, come across my doorstep yeah. to still be doing stuff that feels so fresh yeah. Is like, because I don't feel I have it in me. I don't really feel like I have fresh sketch in me anymore. <laughs> and so to know that 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 it's still happening in a very big way, in a way that yeah. makes me laugh out loud when I watch it, yeah. is like very cool. I'm such a uh, such a fan of of both what you guys are doing and what what Key and oh good. Well, I mean Nick is unbelievable. He's amazing. Yeah, and as John Daly and John Levenstein and um, 
they're, yeah, they're remarkable and so brilliant. And then they managed to bring this amazing team for the last, well, now three seasons of people who are just equally brilliant and add such great perspective. And what I love uh, about them so much and not to talk about work no, and stuff all the time, I, but I um, love hearing about what you, <laughs> that you like the job. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know like Nick and John, um, these well, Nick, John, John, uh, they are so open to work with people. They just, I mean, it probably comes from a lot of their improv background, but just a lot of just bringing any idea that you bring to the table, bring it to the next level and just off, you know, to the races. And it's, yeah, they're really, so it feels like a safer writer's room than some writer's rooms where it feels like, yeah, where it's like, Oh, this might be really (laughs) dumb. Yeah. This might be really dumb. I probably shouldn't say it instead of, cause that's the best environment, right? Is, those rooms that you, yeah, the rooms where you're like, I think this might be the worst idea I've ever had, but <laughs> what if you make it brilliant? Yeah. And, and no, feeling and, safe well, in that way. Being able to be like, I don't have necessarily a home run, but like, I'm going to toss a ball and trust that you're just going to like hit it. I don't know. I just sounded like a real sports coach. Are we? <laughs> I feel like I'm. Ever, I need everything to be a sports <laughs> reference. Did I not make that clear? <laughs> I'm warming up for the game right now, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I'm also very, this was also very new for me too. I'm just, I've been in. Well, I've only been in two writers' rooms in Kroll for the last couple of seasons. By the way, I don't know why I'm acting like I've ever been a staff writer. I certainly haven't. <laughs> so I'm very, very new to it. Uh, that's usually it's me going in as the talent, and everyone's like, "Why don't you shut your hole?" <laughs> no, I feel like also because when you worked, because we met season one when you first did the Screws sketch, which I was did. great. Oh, yeah, so much, so fun. fun. Um, and which, by the way, I still remember like feeling like a kindred spirit at the craft table with you oh yeah and that's well that's where the mustard started it's definitely where the mustard started (laughs) no it's nice because i felt like you just don't know like that's what's so cool about our jobs is this opportunity to kind of meet these you know meet people that uh you feel like oh i was definitely meant to meet you yeah but when would this have happened if not here kind of stuff Mm And um, we're like some romantic comedy where both of our hands go it was to like dip me into cute. the mustard. It was like, cute. Our meat cute. I don't even uh, remember how it started that we talked. How do we start talking about mustard? Was there, I don't feel there was mustard on the table. It was probably all over my face. I I don't know. I, it probably was. <laughs> it might've been something like that. Like I might have, cause I don't, there's, it's not like there's mustard sitting around on in. I probably found it. I, it is definitely a part of my pyramid, if not the whole thing. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it almost could be. <laughs> I mean, these guys know I I call this the mustard couch because I just really? end up somehow always getting mustard on this couch oh. and all my clothes. That when I take my clothes to the dry cleaners, that my dry cleaner is like, she only eats mustard. <laughs> and she yeah. eats it poorly. And she, she eats it poorly. Without any She's utensils. unsure exactly where her mouth is, but currently yeah. she thinks it's on her sleeve. I, <laughs> if I mush the mustard somewhere around my facial area, it will get it in my mouth. That's probably mm-hmm. what the dry cleaner thinks. Yes. Well, that was definitely our meat cute, our mustard meat cute. And... Yeah, and I just remember, then yeah, we really bonded over the craft tables. And then season two, yeah. same thing. Yeah. That's what we did. And we have a whole thing of mustard in the kitchen right now. <laughs> I know you promised. Listen, guys, here's the reality <laughs> is that Sarah brought me two jars of mustard that I can't wait to get into. <laughs> I brought back a jar of mustard for her from Paris <laughs> uh, that I've been keeping in my refrigerator for three months. <laughs> Knowing uh, that eventually I would be able to give it to her. <laughs> creepy? Sure. I loved it. Sure. I love it. Sure, it's creepy. And it, oh, it smells so Parisian. <sighs> yeah, it's good. It's delightful. It's but, good. Um, I feel like, I mean, do you know that there's a mustard museum? <laughs> we talked about this, I think. Probably. 
But and then you went. No, oh, I've we been. both. Yeah, I've been you three went. times. And where was it? It it is in Wisconsin. Yeah, we definitely talked about this. It's outside of Madison. And um, what took you up there? Don't say just the Mustard Museum. Oh, I'll God, love you forever. no. Know <laughs> no. Do. I wish um, I knew it existed. And then I dated a guy for a while who lived in Madison. And I remember when we went there, he was like, so do you? And I was like, the Mustard Museum. <laughs> he was like, he was like uh, yeah. And I was like, yes, okay. And so we went in. <laughs> um, and I remember... Oh my god! I remember almost hyperventilating. I sound like such a weirdo, but I walked in there, and there—it's so cute and kitschy. And there's just like mustard facts, like and take a trip down the history of mustard. And then in the far back is just the delightful place of like hundreds of mustards you can sample. Yeah. Oh, you get in there, you get in deep, you never leave. And do they? And do they import? Like, is it uh, mustards you can sample from all over from all the over world? the world? Yeah, but so yes. it's not like we make these mustards <laughs> here. Oh, no, and no, that's what's available. It's a museum. Yeah. They want to inform you. <laughs> I remember how having... big of a museum are we talking? <laughs> what if you're like five stories? <laughs> oh, I wish. Uh, um, there's I... five rides. <laughs> the mustard slide. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, uh, no, it is. <laughs> you just ride a pretzel down. Fantasy. You know what's creepy about this is that I it's had a, a conversation with Ginger Gonzaga uh, only a couple of weeks ago in which I feel that we spent the entire time talking about almonds because she's from Modesto, which is like, I guess, the almond capital of Seriously? the United States. I don't know this. So then we got into like almond butter, almond, like what do almond blossoms look like? You would think that I had like, it's a themed podcast where there's one weird, obscure <laughs> item Food that's not even like pizza. It's like mustard. <laughs> like, and we're going to get into oh it. yeah we're going deep we're going deep <laughs> yeah but, but uh, what listen it's a coincidence that's all i can say yeah. because we got to get into and also i don't feel passionately about almonds i just had a curiosity about almonds yeah uh and a, an appreciation of them the mustard thing is a whole different modesto i didn't know about mustard. almonds but i did know i don't know meth Me- yes yeah i knew about meth. meth nut mm-hmm. meth all right nut meth <laughs> okay sure. why not yeah <sighs> Well, um, okay, so okay, yeah, so, so it's not five stories. It's not five stories. It's quite small. It's yeah. adorable, um, but it packs a punch of information and taste <laughs> and flavor. I've been so back three times. <laughs> you've been back three oh, times. Yes. So you've been there three times, or you've mm-hmm. been back. Okay, yeah. So you've been back three times. What under what in what context? I dated because okay, so the guy I was dating. We went back twice. <laughs> And then, but I, how much time apart? Like, like how much time between visits? I think it was like a once a year thing. I think we went back, okay. yeah, over Christmas. You know, go make, yeah. to see his family or whatever. Yeah. And then I've been like two other times somehow through like driving through or whatever. Um, <laughs> but enough to have been there. It's moved locations in the town, and I visited oh. both locations. And okay. It's upgrade and listen. If this, if you don't get money for sponsoring the Mustard Museum, I'll send you a whopping check. Um, but it's wonderful. I've sent Joe Mandy did a stand-up show, and he was like, "I'm going to be in Madison," and I texted him. I was like, "Well, go to the Mustard Museum." <laughs> so he sent uh, like he put up a bunch of photos. That was like a year or two ago, and it yeah, it's so it's delightful. I highly recommend it. Um, and there's do a lot of puns. Super into the puns. Oh, really? Because they Here's do the like poop on the- you as a university. Great. <laughs> Great. I'm in. Because but also like sidetrack to Wisconsin in general, mm-hmm. a lot of funny people in Wisconsin. 
lot of yeah a lot yeah. of funny people that's where the onion started yeah i always Carol meet Cold. like super funny very mm-hmm. dry mm-hmm. funny people and it turns out that they're from wisconsin yes or like very minneapolis true. there's just something funny going on up there so in a very good way it's in the mustard it's in the mustard, <laughs> it's in the mustard. they cut um, the mustard when it comes to comedy <laughs> they do cut the mustard <laughs> That's yeah. That's going to be what the onion says. We cut the mustard. Yeah, um, yeah actually, because yeah, Carol Kolb wrote uh, on review, which I worked on, and Carol Kolb, Carol onion. Kolb, one big of the onion onions. Lady. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and on Kroll. Um, I, I don't know if we ever got into the museum. I'm sure, we did at some point. But um, it's if I know you, and I think I do. <laughs> no one. It'll come up. No one has not heard you talk about the mustard. It'll review. come up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like the Midwest too. There's a lot of Midwest people out here. Kooky, funny, yeah. In fact, <clears throat> Iowa. I can't remember who else is from Iowa, but not a lot of that I've. Uh, I've definitely. I think I've. I think I've had an Iowan on really? the podcast. I think so. Certainly, my friend, um, my friend Sarah Bradley, was one of my best friends in high school. Now lives in Davenport. Oh, and um, that's right. I just by where hear I live. great things. Yeah, a lot. I hear great things about Iowa. It's like a. It's like a city. I mean, it's like a state that that no one spends time thinking about, really. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not from uh-huh. that area, one hundred percent. And yet, other than the Music Man, um, yes, and, and Field yet, of Dreams, and Field of Dreams, and Bridge over Madison County. Oh, see, here you go. All right, sure. Tons of stuff. We're, Tons we're of stuff. The most famous state in the country. <laughs> sure, I guess you are. I, I listen. I stand corrected. I apologize. I owe you a formal apology. Um, Accepted. I like give you back the mustard that you gave me, if need be. <laughs> Get out um, of here. But yeah, I uh, even like, but even in the Music Man, God, I I don't can't remember if I've retre- if this is retreading old territory with, um, talking about Iowa. But even that is like sort of smirky, like oh, this yeah. great sort of smirky attitude of like, well, listen, we all know you think that we're not that cool. But yeah, we're all right. Yeah, but you know what? If that just stays between us, fine. <laughs> that's my that's my new yeah. really long slogan for the for state Iowa? of Iowa. For the- I feel like. Listen, right now it's Iowa, you make me smile. I think is still the, the slogan. Yours is better. Yours wins. Right? My mom no longer, but for a long stint, worked at the Welcome Center. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh-huh. So she would have been the first face you would have seen. <gasps> the first demure the first face. <laughs> Quite lady. We know this. Yes. Um, that you would have seen That's coming adorable. through. adorable. Yes. Which is ironic because she grew up in San Francisco huh. and like my whole life was just like practically whispering into the womb like you're gonna get out of here oh. get out of iowa <laughs> san francisco is pretty special yeah but she just loved the west coast and it was kind of this idea of like all right you're in the midwest it's just not you know i don't not it's not culture but just you're not getting information as fast and all that stuff and so she was definitely pushing for us to kind of get out and her idea was like all right, eventually i'll go back to california cut to working at the welcome center loving it not leaving wouldn't come to California. Interesting. Um, yeah. When did that shift? How old were you when you feel like she sort of set, kind like of really settled place? in? I want to say, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to ask her. But we're not going to call her. Which we're is not. Oh, we're not. We're not going to call her. No, <laughs> no. Uh, but my hunch is maybe high school for me. Um, but I went to boarding school out here for high school. You I did? left Iowa. Yeah boarding school boarding even school. let's yeah. get into that straight away <laughs> Just what, dive in yeah what um where 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 <laughs> in, 
Oh, well, well, well. I'm a very, very good questioner. <laughs> Not even an interviewer, just a questioner. But where, where? Where, um, where, where? <laughs> um, oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> that is their slogan. I am filled with regrets. <laughs> Don't cover your face. Don't cover I it. I do love oh, hi. Yes. Who doesn't love oh, hi? It's wonderful. It's great. It's a great place. What? How did that? How? To be tucked into a valley when you're coming into your own. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but no one can see you. Orange trees and hippies. Orange trees, hippies, avocados. Our colors were green and orange for orange trees and avocados. Very literal. Very dead on. What was the team? Mascot was a toad because it was humble. We didn't want to. No, we're not going to well take you down. We're just going to pee on you. <laughs> well, well played, Ohio. Well yeah. And make you hallucinate when you lick us. <laughs> exactly. One assumes. Exactly. How did, so what, what was out in, how, yeah, tell me, tell me how, how you found school that school and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, my mom went, so when she was in San Francisco, she went to an all girl school and the, it was a sister school to Thatcher that I went to in Ohio. That was an all boys school. My uncle went there. And then my mom met my dad and Brooks, which is like a photography school in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to go to Iowa. Um, Wait, she met your dad at a photography school? Mm-hmm. They both are photographers? Yeah, they are. And That's in charming. Santa Barbara. Yeah, it was delightful. And um, then my dad uh, ended up going to work for, to shoot photos for John Deere. Oh, okay. In Iowa. Wow, yeah, there that's you go. very Iowa sounding. <laughs> really sure. is. Um, snapping them fields of corn. Yeah. And then uh, they kind of just planted there. And my mom was like, well, would you like to go to boarding school? Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's what Since I did. I want you to get out. Get, let's get the hell out yeah. of Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm making a very conscious effort to not swear. I tend, I have the most sailor mouth possible. So You're allowed to swear. Proceed. You can be your authentic self okay. here. Um, these, these, these guys have heard a, a swear or two or 50. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wash my mouth out. Um, uh, but yeah, so she offered it to... <laughs> now I'm going back and filling in swear words where there absolutely wouldn't be any. Like, So I went to fucking boarding Board school. school. What? No, really? That doesn't seem necessary. <laughs> but that's probably closer to how I normally talk. Yeah. My, my ums are just like, well, shits. Um, it's not great. Demure. 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 Um, but no, my brother, he was offered to go. And I remember they took him on a tour of all different boarding schools up the coast of California. Mm-hmm. And I was, what, like 11, 12 at that time. So I just tagged along. And the whole time he was like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. And then I was just beside myself. I was like, well, this, why don't you want to go to all of these places? Yeah. Get the hell out of like Iowa and let's do this. And my brother at the end was like, no, I'm not for me. For me, I was like, sign me up. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, How? Uh, what's your the difference in age with your brother? Three years. He's three years older. Yeah. I kind of have this theory, whether he knew it or not, that he was like he knew had this intuition that he was going to be like the captain of the soccer team, marry the cheerleader. That's what he did. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And because he's the nicest man on this planet, my brother is. Um, I hold him to the highest esteem. Love it. Um, and his wife now, his high school sweetheart, most delightful, beautiful woman. And so, yeah, he, he didn't need to go to California. I he had not. it right there. I guess not. And they live in Chicago, you said? Yes. Right on. And I <laughs> definitely needed to. Yeah. I was like, I no, 
I got it. Yeah. So did you feel um, like what were your friendships like in junior high that allowed you to feel that readiness to kind of, you know, explore um, and, and end up someplace so far away as, as a teenager? It, yeah. I don't know if it was friendships as much as it was just like internal anxiety, identity loss. Um, I don't know. I feel I always felt like I didn't, not that I didn't belong, but when you're kind of constantly looking for your reflection in other people and you're like, you kind of are it, but not dead on. Um, but I never was like an outcast. I feel like I acclimated. I had lots of friends, um, a bit of a nerd. I, played like four instruments in junior high which uh, four uh like bassoon oh uh, start with it listen <laughs> don't bury the lead you didn't you didn't bassoon uh piano uh flute and piccolo flute and piccolo that's a lot yeah those all seem like hard instruments to learn and yes. get good at are they all readed wait what was the middle one uh well bassoon, there was flute piccolo piano 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 okay. was the main one i played piano my whole life for that well some people probably do but <laughs> yeah okay um and are your parents musical uh no my when mom did you, how yeah my mom played piano so you played piano piano was sort of like that the was base the thing, yeah. thing that went all age through. four put well, it like tickle the flute and piccolo yeah and i get because piano my mom was really she was really into us having a musical upbringing in that sense um my grandfather and my great-grandfather always just played the piano but they all played by ear she's also so afraid of us being tone deaf that her big thing is when she would uh, blow dry our hair, she would change the setting from like low to high and we'd have to match that, oh, right? Oh God, so, that's so amazing. <laughs> so you'd be like, uh, uh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's just take a moment for me to treasure. This is, I, I like to just acknowledge when my favorite moments on the podcast happen. This is one. <laughs> want this definitely one if you need some singing lessons we can blow dry that hair well you know what's so interesting about this yeah. is that yesterday yesterday i listened to the this american life episode called mapping i haven't listened to it that. is not a particularly new episode okay. i was just randomly scrolling through the app okay didn't even know what it was listen to it this is what's so peculiar okay, about what? this. I'm I love so life is so my mom much. On, is I my mom love the randomness. Circle. And your and your mom is interviewed. And your mom is here. Sarah, here is your mother. Uh, Why haven't you called? Uh, <laughs> I'm very proud of you for not cursing. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's there's a there's an episode. Uh, I mean, there's a story within mapping that is about a guy who it starts a new job realizes that he's hearing in his office like the hum of his computer and the hum of the heater and like he's just bored enough i think at his, again here okay. we go with the, the poorly telling something no. telling something <laughs> where he figures out the tones of the machines and the droning in his in his world and it, it he becomes obsessed with it and he carries it over to like all of the sounds in his home and he like that they go when they go to interview him he's like okay this is the this is the note of the microwave Whoa. and they play the microwave and he's like so that's a c F sharp. and yeah. then and then he and then he also it's the the whole story is about how like these different notes combined can create either a major or minor chords and that okay. if you're working at a job where your dial tone your computer and your heater create a minor chord no. it's depressing no versus like these these notes that are actually uplifting that's so crazy and the you telling me that 
your mom made you match the tones of machines in your home yes. is a crazy coincidence. <laughs> That's really insane. Also, I really hope that that was like a major chord that those notes combined. <laughs> and that is why I don't blow dry Isn't my hair. That's so amazing. That's really cool. And so I love, I mean, I love the idea that she was like seriously concerned about the idea of you being tone deaf. Like, yeah. where did that come from? She just loves music so much that it would have broken her heart that you wouldn't have been able to like participate in it in the same way. I think it was probably dually out of just being like i hope my kids you don't want to have a tone deaf kid singing around you and then also <laughs> i think it was my dad is kind of a little tone deaf i think oh, okay so she's probably like oh god none Did of this the tone deafness yeah <laughs> yeah all right, um cool. but that being said what kind of all loops in is that so the piano method that i was taught was suzuki right and what's that again? I know what that's well, like the way to do it, like Suzuki violin. I don't Suzuki know. Piano. I don't know if that's I the thought. way to do it. But I mean, it's just a training course of how they teach you. Just like a, you have a repertoire that you learn. It's all classical, but they really emphasize on ear. Like you listen, you really play by ear. It's a lot of that. Which, by the way, thank God for that because I was terrible at reading music. I and that's, that's the how thing. most of the I guitar cannot, that I yeah yeah I can't. I really struggle with music, with yeah. reading music. And I think that just kind of all looped in together of being like matching tones, being able to hear the notes or whatever. Um, but so <laughs> unfortunately then I just pretended to be able to read music for most of my <laughs> childhood. And then that led to <laughs> one time that this master class in junior high, I think it was junior high or where the, basically this big pianist comes in, he plays the session and then you get to watch him and then you get to watch him teach a young kid like how to play or whatever. Well, I was chosen to be that subject. And so I brought, I, I brought, I was brought in, sat down and in this big auditorium <laughs> and I played my piece and then everybody would just have the delight of watching him tell me how to do it better, I guess. I don't understand huh. why anyone would want to watch a masterclass, but they did. Yeah. Unfortunately, so this is like not just peace, young people. This is like, oh yeah, it's like an auditorium of people yeah. paying tickets to watch this man do a concert and then teach a young student um, how to do it. Well, I sat down, I did my piece, and he's like, "All right, now I'm going to bestow my wisdom upon this young child." And so, flip to this page. Okay, so start here. Uh oh. And I will never forget. Just my, <gasps> I just bottomed out, oh, and I was like, "Sure, you did." Wait, people can't know that i don't know what this is i just am playing it by ear out of my head and i've practiced knowing the timing of turning the pages yeah and then that's when my mom and was sitting next to my teacher and my teacher was like she doesn't know how to read and it was uh yeah that was frightening but it was fine it all turned out okay what did you do i i kind of like putzed around and then he was like no, 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 no. You could, he was getting really frustrated uh-huh. and you could tell that he kind of was picking up on it. And then he was like, no, no, this is this part where it goes, da, 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 da. Oh, and you're so like, as long as he told you. Yeah. And, but you could tell that he was thrown because he's like, whoa, what am I dealing with? And I was like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, um, yeah. But anywho, so it's oh, a stressful moment. Yeah. If I can re- super imagine that. Right. But, it all turned out fine. And then I stopped playing piano all of high school and college and only recently have started picking it up and trying to do lessons nice. again. And so the bassoon... Bassoon came from junior high music. 
Just you, just being you like, enrolled in like the band class or whatever or something. Yeah, it was playing flute. Well, I'm really not going to let this go. No, it was flute. I need to know. <laughs> the flute was the next thing, then the piccolo. And then I was like, well, let's try a reed instrument, shall we? Yeah. Uh, bassoon. Sure. And okay. um, wanting to do you have to buy it? when you do because oh, I was never in like orchestra or band. Okay. Do you have to buy the instrument or can you do I'm pretty like, sure you do. My parents. Yeah. They had, to buy, they had to buy a flute, a piccolo, and a bassoon. I know, all of which I've lost by this point. Yeah. <laughs> How do you lose a bassoon? You, lose you know what? I, I misplaced it. It's very small. <laughs> exactly. Just one Fell day. Fell through the cracks of the couch. Tripping over it. Well, there it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it was quite a lot of instruments in my life, but um, then I went to boarding school and <laughs> Ditched them, all. them all. Ditched them all. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about that. What your what your boarding school experience was like. Um, how did that feel? Like, well, yeah. To be to be, uh, to be the age that you were. How much supervision did you feel that you had? Do you have a sense of? I mean, it's hard to say. If my life had been this way, I would have had this kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Of course, you you don't know. Yeah. But just in terms of conversations you've had with other people who didn't do that or whatever do you like do you feel like you was it wilder was Hmm. it more tame was it well i do have this fantasy of what normal public high school is like (laughs) that i somehow didn't experience but um i don't know the experience i had overall was great um and but it's different and i don't know if that comes from partially coming from iowa and landing in uh, California in like your flannel and your braces and your bucket hat and being like, how <laughs> and, and, and having these girls and it was, it was co-ed. It was girls and guys. Oh, it was. Yes. Oh. And having them, a variety of kids from different backgrounds, but a lot how of them. How big is the school? 240 kids total. That's so about small. 60 in your class. Yeah. It was real really small. small. And they're a big shtick. <laughs> sounds horrible but the thing that probably separates thatcher from other schools you'd say is that they give you a horse your freshman year <laughs> and they oh, force you to i ride just your realized horse. why it sounds familiar to me is that my friend my dear dear friend claude who was a chef on dinner and a movie whom i'm very close to yeah his daughter eva went to thatcher and got a horse she got a horse now i remember yes yes oh she loved that horse yeah i despise my but right you get a horse. you get a horse and That's it's so, so weird. <laughs> it's great. I never rode a horse before. Yeah. I just kind of showed up and I was like, all right, this is what you do. And the idea being that taking care of an animal, I mean, and we all experience this in different ways if you have pets, gets you outside of yourself, teaches you responsibility. Yeah. And when you are 14 um, and confused and self-absorbed and lost and needing discipline, like me, <laughs> um, a horse, I guess, helps. <laughs> Except that you just <laughs> revealed that you hated yours. I despise my horse. What was your horse's name? Sonora. I already don't like her. Right? Sounds like a real guess snob. what? It's a, it was a guy. Uh oh. I know. Which is, I think, part of the problem. I also got Sonora. <laughs> this is how they delivered Sonora to me. Like, here's his horse. Just came in from Mexico. <laughs> it was <laughs> ridden around in a circle for kids continuously for years. Uh-huh. This will be yours. Uh-huh. Enjoy the year. <laughs> Like, this will be your new best friend. It will be tumultuous. <laughs> you will give it a weight problem. It will probably give you a weight problem. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, sign me up. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't feel awkward enough. Um, but it was great. Sonora. <laughs> it was great. Sonora. I um, the, the way that you said the way the horse was delivered to me, 
I suddenly imagined the horse jumping out of a giant birthday cake. (laughs) As is tradition of Thatcher, my horse was delivered to me by jumping out of a giant cake. (laughs) Just... It was a white horse. Just awkwardly <laughs> clambering, like, <laughs> like as fast as it could get out, struggling with like those wild horse eyes, struggling to get, get above out. the cake and like trampling it and just Sliding. like, just disaster and debris <laughs> everywhere. And like looking across and seeing this girl, wide eyed, braces, flannel, being like, hey there. <laughs> like, you're going to be my new best friend. Um, yeah. But it was good. It did teach responsibility. <laughs> I'm trying to not put Thatcher down. Um, yeah. And it, you had to get up in the morning. You had to muck it. Yep. You had to feed it. I remember hearing about all, all this. that stuff. Some people respond great to it. Maybe for some people. You're still learning yeah. what you're supposed to learn, but it might not be your thing. Yeah. And everything smelled a little bit like horse crap. Sure. Um, and <laughs> but that being said, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was this crazy experience for to have for high school where you are basically going through college at a young age yeah sitting with young like young girls your age what about the kind of like hanky panky of it all being a, oh, there's a lot of hanky panky right i mean it's a boarding oh, yeah. school it's a code boarding school yeah well must have been nuts um but also like so slim pickings well, like slim pickings yeah. and also everybody even though there of course is cool kids and like nerds everybody inherently is a nerd who's there okay so yeah, hanky panky, but like nerdy hanky panky. We played because yeah. Also, we didn't have TV, so you don't have TV. Like, what do you do? We would download music videos. I watched so many music videos. J Lo's "Waiting for Tonight" was on like repeat every <laughs> night freshman year, and um, and then we started watching Sex in the City and all that kind of stuff. But I personally watched a lot of Jackass. Okay, um, all right. All the time. That explains a lot. Yeah. But um that's you just would download and that was your only kind of connection to what's happening. Um so would you guys have like weekends to go see mo- like what is that like on weekends in yeah. terms of supervision and yeah, stuff you like couldn't that? Leave campus. You could unless, not leave campus. Well, unless you took like a bus into town and they had scheduled buses. Um, so even during the time when like teenagers are driving cars. Oh yeah, you didn't have a car. So your entire high school life was on this campus. Did you still get your driver's license like when yeah. you went home for oh, totally. the holidays and stuff like you, that? Yeah. When you go summer. home, then you drive your car around at home okay. and do that thing and then try to <laughs> relate. I'm to- making it sound like you lived on a different planet, but I'm very interested. <laughs> I'm just interested. You know, it was, I mean, it's weird because it's dually without um, a lot of things that I craved, which is, you know, the ability to have a guy pick you up in his car on a date, like senior when you're a sophomore being like, Hey, yeah, that by the way is exactly my fantasy. Of what <laughs> public school was. I would have been picked up by a car on a date by a senior so many times. Um, but you were without, but then also with that, like without you kind of didn't have a lot of what I'm guessing is you didn't have like a lot of like the crazy drugs and alcohol as you know, pressure during the school year, during the summer, then well, watch out. Cause then you just make up for lost time. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But then you, what you do have is forced creativity, forced, um, hanging out with people and making friends and relationships that you wouldn't have. Um, but, uh, like we would play, <laughs> 
you play uh, naked tag in the dining hall. And I, so, okay. Like in the not? middle of the night kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Sneak in the dining hall. And I have this I like distinct memory just burned into my head of, <laughs> of Emery Mitchum um, <laughs> sprinting across the dining hall with like a cereal bowl like around his junk. <laughs> And like the silhouette of that Amazing. and me being like, I think we're 17. Like, I think this is happening and we're 17 years old. Like, what, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. But, um, that doesn't you know. sound that nerdy. Right. Sure. I think. And then I played a game of how many roofs I could sit on. Listen, how many you, roofs you yeah, could sit on? Like how many rooftops on campus could I go? Oh, and that's to, fun. To sit on. Yeah. This all sounds like stuff I'd be into now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all things that now. I, yeah, they're like precious. But yeah. at the time, you're like, anything we can do for entertainment. Um, but also, it kind of sucked because you, I feel like I missed out on a lot of kind of like the TV and the pop culture stuff that I had to kind of catch up on in college. Um, I remember I had my mom, VHS, Joe Millionaire, and <laughs> she would send that to me. And then I'd have screenings in the science classroom. I'd be like, well, I would. Joe Millionaire, probably the season was probably done. And yeah. I'd be like, the second episode of a Joe Millionaire will be airing tonight. Oh. Um, <laughs> Big man on campus. You got to be like, <laughs> yep. you have the contraband, <laughs> Joe Millionaire. Exactly. Uh-huh. And um, and I remember some of the teachers were like, do we want to allow this type of stuff to be seen? And I'd be like, listen, it's really important that people understand. Can I be honest with you? I've never seen Joe Millionaire. It was like one of the, it was like the first reality bachelor-ish enough. Kind of thing, yeah. I was his name was, I can only assume, legally, Joe Millionaire. Joe Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess what? Spoiler alert, not a millionaire. Huh. That's the, is that the... Is that the, the catch. So everyone thinks that they're trying to seduce a millionaire, but really... Okay, this yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. In the very end, they're in a courtyard, and he's like, I'm not a millionaire. I'm a construction still worker. still love me. Will you still marry me? And, and you can everyone see says no. People in their hearts and in their faces, and then they look at the camera, probably look at their contract, and they're like, "But of course." <laughs> um, and then their yeah. love lasts forever. Yeah, and then they get off screen and just ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was high school, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so high school is Joe Millionaire. Well, what were the, so roofs? How many boys? Not to, I mean, not to just a super get in get, there. Like, but like. What, what did you did you have any interaction with any guys outside of the people like would you go home and yeah uh, have little romances and then go back to school i try or? i i definitely i i would try in so much that like i'd flirt with my physical therapist <laughs> when okay. i went home uh, what <laughs> amazing yep that's that's what i would do what was physical therapy for um i tore my acl because oh, i was really a tough into, one i wanted to be a, a goalie for many years of my life a soccer goalie that's I wanted so to be cool. an Olympic goalie. Didn't That's amazing. Happen. Was that was that the main thing that you were into, kind of at Thatcher? Was that, um, I mean, not I'm not to yeah, say yeah. That you can only be into one main thing. No, no, but. I know what you mean. Um, I kind of well, I did all the sports. Did all the sports. Uh, did the soccer, the lacrosse, the tennis. Did them well. Um, but before Thatcher, I was like, I did OD like Olympic development program. Like I was like, I'm gonna be. An I Olympic can't believe goalie. That we're just getting to this. <laughs> 45 minutes in, I find out you want to be in the Olympics. I wanted to be in the Olympics, and then that failed, and I tore my ACL. (sighs) But I also didn't, I don't know, I wasn't like a tomboy enough to be like, I'm going to do sports. But I also wasn't that's the tomboy's voice. (laughs) Right, that's horrible. (laughs) But like, where you're like, I don't care, like, I'm so dedicated to this. Right. But then I really wasn't like girly enough to be like, well, you know, I'm just going to 
reject kind of like sports-ish stuff. I'm not going to get like dirty. Like I didn't have commitment level <laughs> enough to either. That just kind of wavered in between. So when someone was like, all right, you know, you can't do it. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> I was like, so be it. It would have been great to do the Olympics. Well, that's yes, okay. Exactly. I think we're done. Um, but I definitely, I met my best friends in boarding school. Her name was Sarah as well. And we were born... Both with an H? Both with an H. We were born at the same time, on the same date with time change, and we went to the same boarding school. Best friends. Wow. Yeah. That reminds me of the Radio Love episode <laughs> about the balloon. Do you know this one? Did I, I know. I feel like... It's the best thing I've ever heard, maybe. Oh, no. Which one is it's it? It's the one about and the little two girls in England, and one of no. them sets... Oh, you don't know this? I don't know this one. I feel like I... Oh, I love so good. It's I think it's from the I can, I, we really could do, yeah we can talk about this more offline too but it's the I think it's the stochasticity episode which I remember because of that word yeah uh, and not knowing what it meant um and now by the way by I the don't way, remember I'm what like, it means I was, <laughs> because I only retain no! it <laughs> I think it's a it, it might be like a coincidence it's like a it has a sort of coincidence ness to okay. it it's sort of like the chance what are the stochasticity. What are the chances of something? It's some, it has something to do with that. God, I really suck. No, but um, this suck. this little girl, this young girl, send uh, writes on a helium balloon. Writes her full, first and last name on a helium balloon that says like, "Please return to Sarah." Blah 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 or whatever. My heart's and, like breaking. her her address or something. Okay. And then she like lets the balloon go and like whatever. Who cares? Da da da. She th- thinks it's gonna make it down the street. It ends up like floating across England, and lands next door deflates and lands next door and this person the next door neighbor picks up the balloon and is like what that's weird and gives it to the little girl (gasps) that they live next door to who is the same basically the same age and has the exact same name as the girl who sent the balloon oh my god it's the story i had goosebumps I was like, I don't, this is like the best thing I've ever heard. Like when you sort of want, search for meaning and there, there is no, and then part of the episode is about debunking all of that yeah. kind of, but at the end of the day, it's still an amazing story. Like you can't really, you can sort of look at, you know, well, well, it was a very common name at that time or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, oh, that's fine. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, random, random circumstance and chance and all that kind of stuff is very real. But I also just think it's like lovely when stuff like that happens and yeah. it gives you goosebumps i just love it i, I just feel love it like i wonder if after that episode aired that just so many balloons just like went up in Ooh. the air and everyone was just like probably that's are why you there, helium shortage. like hey, they're gone and like jen and varney jen and varney oh my gosh that's mm-hmm. well that's delightful i guess so anyway the fact that, that you have is, this yeah this 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 other sarah who you meet at boarding school that you were born will be the name yeah. of our movie. Yeah. <laughs> Serendipitous. Um yeah, it was it was really cool. And that fact that we connected so well. Um she uh, got married in India recently and I went to her wedding. It was delightful. Very cool. Um but yeah, and I feel like and I made um an, uh, another close friend of ours, uh Caroline Blaney. Um she it was just wonderful. Like we three would connect like on the weekends and Sarah's from Santa Barbara and we'd go to Sarah's home in Santa Barbara because you could leave if you went to like an off-campus home or whatever cool and her parents would bring us there and we would gorge on scones and watch Sense and Sensibility and that's that was like where we got away that's where we felt our real life the irony being 
in order to connect with like what's going on, we went and watched everything by like uh Jane Austen. Um, so it's not, just delightful, yes. though. What a great uh, and I can talk about Sense and Sensibility and my mm-hmm. love of Emma Thompson for yes. sixteen hours. I know, and I her I loved her acceptance speech. Um, oh, of course, when she won it for whatever she like best adapted screenplay or whatever. Yeah. I love that she was like she went to Jane Austen's grave just to pay respects and be like, hey, and she was so cute because she said. I went to Paris Baxton to thank her and to let her know how it was doing in the box office. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sure she was really excited to hear that it was really popular in like Uruguay or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's delightful. She, the, um, that is a lady. That is a lady, like a woman, but also like a dame. Yeah. Like she's exactly. also like a yeah. lot of boys kind of in the non sexist feminist sense. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know. I was thinking about like with not to go there, but with like Little Women, I always related to Joe, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, same, right? And it's that, and I was kind of reading something about it where they were like, "Is was Little Women a feminist novel? Like, was it putting down men? I don't know. Was Joe this kind of crazy feminist character? And you know, however you skew it or or want to look at it, I just related to it so much in the sense of not feeling. <laughs> like the Meg, like super female womany person, but also not so boyish. It's that weird, like in between and And you (laughs) don't, and and that really changes like that. Also it's, I think that's very transparent in the way that you're seen by other people, because Mm -hmm. that's like, uh, that's a conversation I've had on a loop my entire life. So many times where I'm like, where I say to, I, I assume someone sees me the way I see myself. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, you know, I'm not like a girly girl. And then people are like, yeah. I'm sorry, you're not. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I enjoy shopping, <laughs> yeah. but like, I'm, I'm not, like, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. But I'm also like super messy and like, mm-hmm. a, like a big dork and da da da. And like, there is this sort of like that identity of, you know, kind of like fitting. I don't know. I'm never have felt that I fit into exactly one or the other. And I think only recently in the last five years, I would say, have I accepted that I fit into that? Like I fit into the in-between. a lot of us here. I keep, that's something I've unspooled a lot, even on the podcast is like hearing that said back to me and going, Mm -hmm. oh my God, it's so interesting that there are so many women who, like I think there are a lot of women. I almost would say, Maybe most women nowadays, a lot of people feel because we've sort of opened up out into the idea that yeah, it's not just one or the other. It's like yeah, that that you can you like can because have both. even when you think about, or maybe it just has to do with like comedy or the sh- or show business or something. But maybe. I feel like, especially in comedy, when you look at like it's like just to give you some very very like cliche easy go tos, but honestly. Amy Poehler mm-hmm. falls into that category. Mm-hmm. Tim, Tina Fey falls into that mm-hmm. category. My Rudolph yeah. falls into that category. Yeah. Like I, there's a lot. Emma Thompson falls into that. that. I mean, she is a lady, but like she started in sketch. And I just think there's something about that sort of like, 
being able to live in between with both. Being, yeah. And being able to really make fun of yourself and feel because yeah. even in her that like in her journal and when she's that she keeps when she's writing Sense yes. and Sensibility. I love that. She, she's so she admits so <laughs> yeah. much stuff that a lady wouldn't admit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She basically is like, you guys know, like I'm a total idiot and a fool. Right. Yeah. You know, also, I'm, you know, also I'm happy and comfortable and sort of, but just that sort of like, like being in your own skin mm-hmm. and, and not feeling like you have to apologize for what makes you a human being yeah. that's, who's that flawed and silly to not, to not, to be grace, yeah. to be, have grace, but also like complete silliness. And I think that there, the struggle that I had was, and then I just let out a giant belch. Did you, I didn't even hear it. I sounded like a toad. I sounded like your mascot. <laughs> well, could you? Yeah, but humble, yeah, <laughs> is the most important thing. That's right. Um, I feel like the the thing that I kind of struggled with was I wanted somebody to tell me the rules. I'm somebody, and my brother and I have always talked about this. I wish I wasn't like this, uh, but it's just who I am. Or some, I work better if it's like tell me the rules. Let me see the lay of the land, and then I'm willing to go beyond the rules. Then I'm willing to push past but i want to see what they are first mm, mm, and mm-hmm. then i'll push and then i'll decide what my take is and living in a kind of in between that I, I felt like there weren't a certain set of rules i knew what it was like to be the person who's like screw this i'm i had a couple of friends who were just like i'm i don't say like anti like i don't know whatever they were like i say over the top feminist because that's not it but they just hated establishment they hate mm-hmm. everything like they're going to reject and that's mm-hmm. fine and that was their uh, that was their choice and then i had my friends who were just like very female and very feminine and they're in touch with that and that's just who they were and i was like i don't know where i go I completely <laughs> understand i think you're expressing yeah. it beautifully i think that makes perfect sense yeah. it's it's almost you know what it reminds me of is uh and then we'll get into the smash game um which crept up on me very yeah. quickly indeed maybe i'll do a little cootie catcher business yeah. too uh you may know nothing about I both of the things no I idea what said. you yep. just said about yeah at, for sure at all. for sure like a different language i mean i know mash very well we're fine with mash yeah I, it's it's one of these and i i i just <gasps> i just recovered uh oh, victoria will be pleased to know uh the, the person who made this for me i just recovered one that i thought i had lost i'm very excited that i found it so we'll do one of these real quick too but um it reminds me a little bit and it's 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 very it's i'm i'm tucking into like a real niche within the conversation that we've just had yeah but i was reading this article i think it was an l <laughs> which is actually a magazine I really like, which I feel like I'm supposed to be like, I don't read women's magazines. Yeah. Thank you very much. No. Um, but it was, a, but it was an article about um, specifically about women who uh, have been straight and married mm-hmm. and who come out mm-hmm. and not necessarily come out makes it sound like you knew you were gay when you were married, but yeah. they don't, you know, they yeah. fall in love with a woman yeah. and, and sort of, become gay mm-hmm. uh or in you know or or at least by and and where they don't fit mm-hmm. because they're not trusted by the lesbian community and they don't feel comfortable kind of in the straight community yep. in the sense that they feel like everyone's or that there's a sense of like you're just trying this on or whatever that is <laughs> yeah and that, that that's what it reminds me of is that sort of in between where you're yeah. like but can i just but this is just how i feel mm-hmm. and who i am right now and yeah. why is that why isn't there a place where I can just be that? Totally. And I'm, I have this amazing uh, woman in my life, um, Ms. Lauren, and she is this great writer. And she 
kind of has established in me this idea. She has these two words that she always tells me, which is and and both. Like every time I'm like, but like there's this, but there's also this. She's like, there's this and there's this. Like you can be both things. You we, you can be multiple things. Mm. Um, and in a weird way, it's, it's not in a weird way. It's freeing. I mean, that's not yeah. weird. It's, it's exactly what it is. But it requires, I think, something I've only had in the last couple of years which is acceptance of maybe not finding your reflection in someone else and not having the lay of the land, not yeah. having that map, like drawing and your own map. Exactly. And that is something I've only recently been able to stomach considering and, um, and trying. And I think when you want to create something, when you want to find your own voice, when you want to say, all right, this is what I think. This is a story I want to tell. This is a joke that I find funny. It requires you to accept that you might have, an and and a both in you and then that no one else can relate that somebody's on the left someone's on the right and they're like and they both are like not so much and you're like then that's fine because this is it and that is frightening i know it is (laughs) but but it's so exciting yeah but that's i love everything you're saying but that's like i don't know at some point i i feel like there are and not even to say that it's one or the other that i don't fit into but um, at some point, like if the jeans aren't feeling great, then like put on a like yeah. Everyone was like, then put on whatever pair of pants feel good. Like yeah. if it's like Absolutely. you don't fit into one or the other, wear whatever feels best. And you don't have to even know. For me, it was I don't have to know what these mean or what they're going to do, but just like it is what it is right now. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm speaking in very yeah, bizarro. No, I'm shit, so but. into I I. Uh, this is I'm I'm uh, yes yes I 100% agree I think mm-hmm. this is um everything that you said has been uh major highlights for me major highlights for me because I think that that's what you're saying is something that um again so many people who listen to this podcast can relate to and hopefully come back to the podcast as I do to hear stuff like that because it makes me feel more empowered. So thank you yeah. for honestly, for bringing all that up. Cause I, I just think that it's way more universal than it seems. Yeah. Um, in the moment when we're individually struggling to kind of know where, where we fit, you know, um, totally. Um, and with that, Oh God, I get right into the cootie catcher. I didn't know this is called a cootie catcher. I didn't either. Uh, it took, uh, starting a podcast, <laughs> deciding I wanted one of these, not being able to know how to describe it to someone okay. and being told by listeners, you're talking about a cootie catcher. I didn't know. I I've heard it called a fortune teller. All I said was, you know, those pieces of paper where you're like one, two, three, four, five, yeah. and people are like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cootie catcher. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. You're going to catch some cooties. You know what I mean? We're gonna, I don't even know what that means. It doesn't I don't in even. any way pertain to any of this. <laughs> Not at all. Like it's totally it's nonsensical. Okay. Um, I pink. I pick pink. Okay. P-I-N-K number. Uh, what is, is that a seven? Yeah. There's a four, an eight, a three, and oh, a I guess that's four. Seven. Seven. Yeah. All right. Um, I pick a three. One, two, three. Another number. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Final number? Uh, seven. 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 What is one thing from your childhood or your adolescence that you held on f- for too long? So it could be a, it could be an item, like a physical item. It could be like a, an opinion. It could be an insecurity. It could be a habit. Held on to too long. Um 
I'm going to say two things because <laughs> they're they're dual. Um, one is not care, caring too much what people think, like, and then um, also I would say <laughs> uh, thinking that my freckles were ugly. Oh, only until like. I carried on to that into college oh, and then love your freckles and then, and then I loved them. Yeah. I embraced them. Yeah. So it's kind of a combo. No, that's good. Yeah. That's, those are both good. Yeah. And, and probably also very universal. I know. I love my freckles. Yeah. You got some love great them. freckles. Um, but yeah, up until college, not so much. And then that's, uh, that I feel like people probably have cooler ones that are like, this weird binky that I no. love and it's like moldy now. <laughs> that question but. hasn't come up very much, especially because I lost that uh, cootie catcher and forgot uh, and then finally found it. Can I like, ask oh, yours? Does, do the oh, tables ever turn on I... this thing? <laughs> what? Hold on. Uh, uh, something I held on. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I, no one has asked me that. And um, I would say um, something that I held on from too long. I mean, I, would, I, I certainly wouldn't disagree about caring too much what other people think. Um, although I feel like there were pockets where I didn't, maybe I, you know what? It wasn't caring too much what other people think in terms of, I feel like I made bold choices, Mm -hmm. um, that I didn't maybe even realize were bold. Yeah. Uh, but as far as thinking what people thought, I mean, caring what people thought, I don't know. So I don't know. I think there were, I think I did a a decent job of like kind of being my own person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am an Aquarius. (laughs) Uh, check, please. Are you? Wait, yeah. do we know that? No, February 6th. Oh, 16th. All right, of course. There you go. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, but in terms of being too sensitive when someone was critical of me, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I didn't do something. I didn't not do something worrying that I would be judged. Okay. But when I was judged for something or when someone was mean yes. to me or when someone I didn't even like didn't like me. Mm-hmm. I was crushed. So it wasn't like I was trying so hard to be liked, but if I, but if someone criticized Mm -hmm. me or, or accused me of something or, or saw, you know, looked down on me, I really was like way too open to, are they right? Oh my God, this hurts so much. Like, why does this hurt so much? That's such a great way to put it because actually there is something good in caring what people think because if you really don't care what anybody thinks and you're probably slightly a sociopath, <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's true. But if you, that's true. But how much you allow that, uh, to seep into like, yeah. your own identity. Yeah. I mean, like I, like I used, I would use this as an example. I don't think I ever told the story, but I would use this as an example of like, that is too, like I was too old to care that much. And I think of that as kind of a benchmark mm-hmm. of like, I think I realized like that I think it was the, the the first time I really thought to myself I can't I can't go on like this. I can't feel yeah. this bad about something this small. Yeah. It was like a benchmark for me which was when I was in my mid 20s um uh at my job. I my roommate and I both worked at the same place and um or maybe it was my early I guess my early 20s cuz it was pottery barn. But uh <laughs> but I was managing I was working as a manager at this pottery barn this my my roommate at the time I got her a job there and she was working there and there was this girl who worked there who I thought was great and mm-hmm. I liked and you know um and uh and then one day I was talking to my roommate about her I just sent mentioned something about her and I was like oh Dana I love her da da yeah. and my roommate was really quiet and 
I was like, wait, what? And she was like, uh, I don't know if I should, like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's uncomfortable. Mm. I was like, what do you, what is something wrong? And she was like, it just bothers me to hear you be nice about her because she hates you. <gasps> and I was like, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And she was like, Whoa. she thinks you're so fake. She talks so much shit about you behind your back. Oh my She hates God. you. She hates you. And, but I was like broken over it. Yeah. Like that, broken. And it yeah. was a betrayal, you know, and the, but at the same time we weren't friends. She was my coworker. I technically was her boss. But I'm sure she just didn't tell to me. That's like Truman show style where suddenly your universe is like everything it did, I thought it did, was it true. Did. It not- went, that's a very good point. It did definitely like it fucked with me in the sense that I was like, who else hates me mm-hmm. that I think I like, or that I think who yeah. I think likes me. But I was, I mean, I didn't sleep. I was obsessed. I was like shaking when I knew I was going to have to go to work and she was going to be there and stuff. And somewhere in there with my obsession of that and like how, like how I couldn't eat, you know what I mean? Just like how much it affected my work life and stuff. I really had to like talk myself down from the ledge on that because I, I think it, I really treated it as if like she's the like if she thinks this maybe she knows what i real like mm-hmm. am i fake mm-hmm. am i fake you know what i mean <laughs> and i fucking spiraled yep. and i and and it was during that time that like something in me kind of rallied and was like you cannot do this you cannot obsess over this person if she doesn't like you fuck her yeah because you are sincere and you did like her yeah and you can't do this. And I feel like that was the first time that I started being like, you know what? I have to be more sure that mm-hmm. I'm okay. Yeah. And if someone doesn't like me, then I, I don't need to like them back. But that takes, that took for, Wait, you know, but why, in your 20s. I know. Your 20s. I, know. I, and, uh, I don't know. There are people and all the girls in the world that like I admire so much, like the kick-ass women that I aspired like to be um, when I was younger. We're always ones who are like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't care if they don't like me. Like, I'll ca- I carry on. Like, I do my own thing. I dye my hair. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I, <laughs> um, but so relating to you in that, it's kind of that to know that there might be people in the world that don't love you. This sounds so narcissistic, but I feel like we're selfish and be okay with that. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be how it's going to be. Yeah. Was is oddly. Uh, a point of kind of maturity that is such a benchmark. And I agree with you on that. That's, and, yeah. and, and that's something that I had to like come to terms with, even with doing the podcast. Like there is still, mm-hmm. obviously when you're, you keep putting yourself out there, yeah. it never feels great no. for someone to be like, I can't stand her. I hate everything she does. That doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel good. I don't try. These guys know I don't troll the internet looking for, you know, what is know. being said about me. Go- I'm sure Google. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> horrible things being said, but some people still do. You know what I mean? Some people yeah. somehow thirst for that. Like they, they can't stop themselves from reading negative things about themselves. I think they, and I just yeah. don't want that. I think it's, they want to pull the curtain, the wizard situation yeah. where like, I need to see every face that hates me so yeah. that I can assess that I hate them and I don't like them. I don't like yeah. them and see we're fine. We're all okay. And I've spent four hours of my life hating you through yeah. hating myself. <laughs> I just can't that do it. That sounds horrible. I just can't do it. No, thank you know you. what I mean? But, but accepting being in denial that that's happening versus like accepting it and knowing that like 
I would rather fill my days with positive stuff. Yeah. That's just sort of like, a, a you know, for me, that's more peaceful than kind of pulling back the curtain. My question for you is, do you take health insurance? Because this is therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. And you will be only $350. Oh my God. <laughs> what is that Did in we mustard? Not discuss that? What is that in mustard? Oh yeah. <laughs> I will take, I will. I certainly will take payment in mustard. Okay. okay let's great. play some mash, my dear. All right. Um, okay. Uh, oh my God. Mash categories for Sarah. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, give me three alternate careers. Can include goalie for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Three okay. alternate careers that you're sort of sliding doors. You have this like this in this yes. dimension. You're doing what you're doing now, but um, three other possibilities and from from other dimensions. <laughs> I really, really wanted to write greeting cards, like Hallmark cards. Really wanted to do that for a long time in my life. Amazing. (laughs) By the way, people, you can do that and sell them on Etsy. You don't. Yes, you absolutely can. Yeah. Um, But, you know, when you start something like that, I understand that it is an endeavor that's like suddenly it took all my time and I was making a dollar. Oh, yeah. That's tricky. Um, And then I would say... Wanted to let's throw goalie on there. Let's do it because that was that that was a point in my life when I really thought that would be fun. Goalie goal. You had a goalie goal. I had a gross. (laughs) Not gross. Oh, hi. (laughs) Um, And uh, I. Oh God, this is definitely it. Um, Every time I work out, I imagine that I'm a backup dancer. So that (laughs) is definitely it. Yeah, totally. It's always a hip hop like do fly you girl. Do um like do you is that would you do the sort of like like fun sexy workout yeah kind of thing Those, um, or the dance workouts no at the place I'm because I on right now in Eagle Rock oh no um maybe I should we should do that sometime but do I want to actually realize that I can't dance is my I biggest fear but maybe I understand but when I'm running in case you're wondering in my brain it is just world class show oftentimes a staple center. I might, I back up dance anybody I'm listening to while I'm running. I got it. It's really good. I got it. I'm on board. I feel like that when I'm riding my bike, that's, I think, because I'm essentially just spinning. Like I'm doing a spin class in my head when I'm riding my bike. Yeah. Like matching whatever song I'm listening to, matching the cycling to the rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I used to get teased in spin. They were like, you're, I mean, you're dancing. You're dancing on wheels. Yeah. You're not, you're fully dancing. Like I'm fully like, do you do a dancing class? Uh, well, sometimes there's this place that I'm blanking on where it is in Eagle Rock that um, every once in a while, depending on where the, whether the instructor is there, they do like an 80s dance class workout. Okay, I need to do and that. And it's, it's really fun because it is like thriller kind of stuff oh, where you're fun. like, and you feel so, it, there's so much permission to just like do the best you can and, yeah. you know, not necessarily feel like you're a failure because there's something kitschy about it. So it doesn't feel like we got to get this guys. <laughs> yeah. We got to get this combo. It's like totally. still fun. It's really fun. Silly. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely it. These are great. These are great. Okay. Um, give me three, uh, films that you can, um, just jump into and like, just be in as if it's the, the, the world of, you know, you can just dive into the world of blank. Like it's an imaginary place that you can live. All right. For whenever you want. Sense and sensibility. Done. I'll be there right with you. Okay, great. Um, little women. Great. Great, great, great. We see a theme. Um, and then what if you're like, and running man throwing over for <laughs> <laughs> and taken, um, that's great. Um, 
I, the last one I kind of want to touch on some other world that it was fun, but no, I'm probably, I'm going to go, uh, a Shirley Temple movie. Cause those are my favorite growing How up. Cute. Um, whatever. I'll pick curly top. Sure. Curly top. Great. The one that I watched over and over was little princess. That's great. It's a classic. It's very upsetting though. Oh, I remember a- like really getting yeah. upset about her dad. Also, so many of hers are about orphans. There's just yeah. tons of orphans that she's always being like orphaned, which is so depressing if you really think about it. Yeah, it really um, is. They're really sad. Also in the writer's room, we talked about Sid Caesar and then he died the next day. We talked about Shirley Temple, and then she died the next day. Do not talk about anyone, unless you really want him to go. Listen, I'm taking requests for who. (laughs) (laughs) This is gonna be a fun contest. contest. Um, Okay, give me three places that you uh, can just, at the blink of an eye, be like running and listening to music anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world? Yeah. Oh, great. Um, I will say. Uh, just off the top. Um, okay. I'm going to say San Francisco. Great, 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 great. Um, Listen, as a person who desperately loves San Francisco and went from, but when I stopped running and was just cycling, that's my favorite place. Like land, yeah. that's where I want my ashes scattered. Really? Land's End. Yeah. yeah. Out there between the Golden Gate Bridge and the yeah. um, Palace of Legion of Honor with the golf courses and the cypress trees that all sort of lean yes. into, lean against the wind. I think it's because, <sighs> um, I love like I love the weather and I love the idea. Like, kind of up in the, I've done a couple trails up there. There, that just it's crisp and it's beautiful. And it's delightful, wonderful, great. Been there, so I can put that there. Done. Um, I will uh, say along the Thames. Sure. Um, picking some cities, and then this I don't even know what this is. <laughs> I already I, meant, but um. Wherever they were in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, you know what I've never it's seen. In that Greece, movie? Uh, they're Greece, I think. There's a, I in I don't know Greece. There's a lot mark? of movies that take place in Greece. There's a lot of beautiful things, I'm sure. For some reason, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is really hitting hard right now. In my I brain. guess I need to see Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. There's the one girl she's in Greece, staying with her aunt or grandma or whatever. I do not know very many details of this movie other than being like that looks beautiful. Blue yeah. water, blue yeah, skies. That sounds Grecian. Sure. Can I ask you a quick question? Yes. Do they all wear the pants? <laughs> I really don't they know. They do. How do they all fit? A pair of pants doesn't that ever is fit the anyone. The magic of the sisterhood is that I, see, uh, I, I put these pants on. My question is do they wash them? Are they cleaning yes. them in between these trips? Yes. I don't yes. know. Or does that make the magic that why you don't want to wash the magic off? <laughs> Just the. The lovely lady smell in there is delightful. We know that if I were wearing the pants, they would be delivered with some crusty mustard on them to the oh, next person. For sure. I also would have probably busted a button. Yeah, I'd have been like, fix it if you want. <laughs> it's on yep. you. And for me, like the inner thighs would like worn a down. rub. Yeah. I am at worn. a state in pants where they are almost sheer because they're worn down in the thighs. Listen, we got thighs. Guys, the, I am not a, one of those people that I look at and there's like a giant space between oh, in no. their between their thighs. I look at that I looked at that longingly my whole life. I'm still trying yes. to like get past totally. feeling like I'm supposed to look like that yeah, cuz I don't. Like when you walk just somehow it just sounds like there's just like open, between your yeah, thighs. There's just an open air instead of a, a consistent yeah. rubbing. I don't know. That like somehow my vagina is like constantly in a breeze. It's just they've probably just like I don't know who fresh those girls are. 
Just fresh lady parts because yeah. there's so much air. There's plenty of them in LA. Yeah. No. I'm not one of them. Uh, great answer. So great gross. answers. <laughs> Finally, we got the word Stuffy vagina lady out parts. there. Um, okay. Next category okay. for you. Now, I customize these, as you can see. I'm so that's why I take a little time with this. it. That's why I take a little time with it. Um, uh, fictitious or real um, best friend person that you that you don't currently have could be someone from fiction film could be a real person um emma thompson i know let's just do it i know in that emma world i also love (laughs) secretly love emma stone so much it sounds so cheesy but whatever i love you guys could be sisters you and emma stone huh me and emma yeah if I could hang out with Emma Thompson and Emma Stamp. The two Emmas. Let's do it. No. Um, yeah, Emma Thompson, for sure. I'd yeah. have so many questions. You want me to put Emma Stone down too? No. You're not ready. I'm not ready. Yeah. I, I No. Let's keep Emma Thompson. Because Emma Stone would be great. It also seems like almost like that could happen. And yeah. you would just be like, oh yeah, she's totally cool. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh yeah, I know you're a cool girl. Yeah. Very talented. You're beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah. Emma Thompson, I'd be like... Let's get into it. I want to know about Angley. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I told... I, 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 I know that I said that I went to this on the podcast, but I don't think that I said what happened, which was I went to a screening of... Um, why am I blanking on what it's called? Mm. Uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, yes. She was there. <gasps> I didn't know she was going to be there. It was a surprise to me. How did the audience... <laughs> she came out on stage... Listen, I'm not... I'm not comfortable, but this is the, going to be a very, very long podcast episode. No, I've really let it stretch out because I'm selfishly just enjoying this time <laughs> with you so much. Um, like, I can't not see you for another year no, after this. Like, this, we're going to go for a hike, like, ne- this week. If we need to bring microphones just to make it feel <laughs> like this has to happen, <laughs> this is our job now. This is our job. This is our right. other job. Is like Etsy. We'll sell this on Etsy. Right. Um, I... I feel the feeling even right now and it creeps. I'm super creeped out by it because I thought I was past these feelings and I'm uncomfortable that I'm even having it describing it, but it was physically painful for me to see her come out on stage and to realize she has no idea who I am. She doesn't care about me. Uh-huh. You'd think that I was like uh-huh. talking about John Lennon in the sixties and I'm like a 13 year old girl No, because she came out <laughs> and like, as they're calling people out onto the stage, everyone yeah. comes out and they kind of wave. Fucking she comes out and like, she does this just weird little like skippy sidestep dance oh. as she's coming out. Something that's like jiggle. equal parts awkward and adorable mm-hmm. and hilarious. And I, I watched her and the person that was sitting next to me, who knew how much I loved her yeah. and who has heard me say, but we would be friends. Like I'm not, I'm not living so far away in a world yeah. of like impossibility yeah. that it's not possible. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not like, I could have, I could still be living in San Francisco and I could own a little shop mm-hmm. and I could never meet Emma Thompson. Yep. And so, and I would say we would be friends and people would be like, you're crazy. This is like, if I can just work with her. Yes. No, no. <laughs> That's such a creepy thing. The Venn diagram it's could exist. It's such a creepy thought. No, it's but not. But it physically, my crush on her is so severe yeah. that it was it was uncomfortable for me to sit in the audience with no reason to talk to her, no reason to be there other than just like, yeah, I'm here with this person who's in the director's guild, so I'm lucky. 
that I, I like couldn't enjoy myself. I was like, I don't, this, I feel like my heart hurts. Like it hurts me that I'm this close and I'm just some person sitting in the crowd. I so I don't feel that way about anyone else. (laughs) What is wrong with me? No, I wish that I could somehow like have recorded your face right now because it is the most endearing, authentic, (laughs) no, but truly like, like, but it feels breaking. It feels like, I feel like the weirdest stalker. No, no. I have those people in my life for sure that. I don't know her, but you you do, (laughs) you do, and I feel like you are completely, anybody who puts themselves out there, I want to say they're not being completely false. If anything, being such a brilliant actress, writer that she is, she's probably putting so much of herself into her work that you do know a bit about If she hadn't written that journal, I think I I would be less creepy. That is so it. The The, journal It's the journal, and I have the journal. The journal did it. Yes. Cinched it. Ah. It's the journal that she kept when writing about sense of sensibility. People, we are not just reading her journal. <laughs> <laughs> I, did I not say that I snuck into her home and took yes. her personal private journal? If you hadn't written down your I really feel thoughts. like I know her. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So that's the, the end goal is to have her on the podcast. When I have her on the podcast, I'm not going to start crying. I'm not going to be like, Emma, da, da, da. Okay, it, by the time she does the podcast, I'm going to be as flippant with her as I am with all of the other famous people <laughs> uh-huh. that I, you and I cross paths with on a regular basis who are just people. She's just a person. Just a person. It just, we're just not friends yet. That's all. <laughs> and the yet is really important. And when you have her on this podcast, I will be behind this window. Oh, here, oh, please, right here. Please. You'll like, be here. Like you'll be bird against the edge. Like, yeah, no, you'll be, you'll, you'll be my producer. <laughs> I put in quotes, like you're going to be like monitoring this. All right. Listen, that was a real, like, again, this is an hour and a half or uh, this is the longest episode ever. Um, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, I just took 15 minutes to talk about this one choice. So good luck coming up with two other people who are your fictitious best friend, but I do need to. Oh, two more people. Yeah. Ah, damn it. I know. I thought we were just doing one. I promise I won't monologue on, uh, okay. on that either. Uh, well, you know, Sandra it's Bullock. a process of elimination. Good choice. Put her on there. I could say a few things about that, that I agree yep. with. Oh, Sandy B Great. while you were sleeping. Um, and then, <laughs> um, Sandy B, Emma Thompson. Oh, let's throw in. I'm just going to put, um, I don't know anything about this person really. I mean, just, I'm going to throw in Catherine Hepburn. Like I just don't, sure. know, I don't know a lot of her, her real life story. Me neither, but, but I love what I've iconically, seen yes. Yeah. Iconically. Absolutely. So three ladies. I would love to hang great out with. Choice. How about three things this I was just thinking about this only sprung up for me right now based on Katherine Hepburn. I don't know why. Um, but three things that are that are sort of adventurous that you feel fearful of and may never do because of that, but that would be kind of great mm-hmm. if you just like had the the trepidation about them erased three things like like i'm saying this for example for me like if you know i learned to fly a plane or something i don't see myself doing Got that it. but i would i would it would be really cool if like i knew how to fly a plane i had like my little plane that i flew um oh boy uh i think what i love to do that i can do oh all right uh i would want to to, to be a singer to to be like a singer pop a popstress if one will. Oh, I'm putting popstress down. <laughs> one certainly will. A popstress would be great. Um, I probably don't have it in me to run. <laughs> Not that this is, I'm fearful of it. I'm just don't, probably will never do That's this. All right, fair enough. I will 
probably not run a bed and breakfast in my life. <laughs> bed and breakfast. But I want to run a little bed and breakfast. Sure. Whatever. Maybe it'll happen. I think about that too. I won't do I it because I because I, I don't have enough in me to really put my life together to do that. Well, and I bring feel enough I do have enough. Life. I do have enough to do it, but I worry that that's the kind of thing that's better as a fantasy. Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. You know what I mean? Totally. I'll, I'll, once you pour cold water on it, then it'll just... And then you have weirdos yeah. in your house, and then you be yeah, whatever. Yeah, life See? ends there. Or I'm done with it. Fantasy, do it. Yeah. Um, and the last is uh, to. I wonder if it's my daddy again. Um, oh God. Uh oh. Uh, be like a big like professional marathon runner to just right. like run all the time would be great. And that to like make that my job. Sure. Great. Great answers. <laughs> great answers. <laughs> really pulling Terrific out of nowhere answers um okay this one I- i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this back this was a this was a new suggestion from a listener uh mm. that i like because uh, i'll be interested to hear what you're okay. what you say based on your experience of kind of not being plugged into pop culture when yes. you were a teenager but three old television shows <gasps> that oh, no. uh never got canceled never ended they just like kept going on and were just like able you're able to enjoy uh able to sort of enjoy that world okay in uh, quality and in good quality keep in mind did not watch a lot of tv during high school yeah um and it could be even just something more recently so it doesn't have to go back to that time okay but i was just thinking about that because uh you sort of didn't get that 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 opportunity you're right i feel like i would say i'm still in the camp of friends i will throw that in there i still love it it's a perfectly legit answer i'll put that in there um and uh <laughs> Rhoda should be still going on. Great. <laughs> Love Great. Rhoda. Um Friends, Rhoda, and um Oh. Uh Say by the Bell. <laughs> Amazing. Duh. Uh, as these guys know, it's come up very recently. I have only seen one episode, and the only reason I saw it is because my friend April has a podcast about Saved by the Bell. Mm. It was the first time I'd ever seen it, but she, because part of it entails watching an episode. Yeah, and what did you... I thought it was terrible. It's it's horrible. <laughs> but that's what... It, it is... I, it was a real staple for many of my yeah, friends. I guess it just, it was, I never watched it. The reason why I would want it to continue is I'd want my feelings about it to also have to continue, which would mm. mean I'd have to be in that young state. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I watched it now and it came on, kill me. I certainly understand though. <laughs> I certainly understand. Um, okay. Uh, my personal favorite can't, I, every time I'm like, maybe I won't do this one. And then I always have to, um, three, uh, foods that you can eat as much of as you want, uh, with absolutely no negative ramifications. Ginger chews. One. Mm. Hmm. I do like a ginger. The culprit chew. of my sixteen cavities. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Don't like, don't oh, do. Oh, they're good for your digestion. They're ginger chews. Sugar, sugar, sugar. sugar. Yeah, just creep it. Yeah. All right, ginger chews. Keep in mind, I am an old woman. Ginger chews, black licorice. I love black licorice too. And also not great for your teeth. Also not great. Again, why I have sixteen cavities. Um, and then because I'm a lactard, if I had no ramifications from this, pizza. Yeah. I can't. Even, I can't truly enjoy pizza yeah. anymore. Um, and so, sure, God, pizza, pizza, ginger juice, and 
Black licorice. I love it. Sure. Do you like like sort of experience? Speaking of like the mustard world of black licorice, do you like to kind of like step outside and do like the salty black licorice? The oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I could still eat. You know, black licorice. Unfortunately, flour. Really? Yeah. This is all to be said. So I haven't had black licorice since in like seven years. This is because it has flour in it. Backstory: Recently, started thinking about cutting out gluten because I am feel bloated all the time yeah um all right well listen we could invent a gluten-free licorice we didn't i, I my I teeth know it's were possible not, my teeth were never a fan of these things in the yeah, first place yeah that's why this is mash yeah so i don't have fine. to get listen i don't have to get super uh, no yeah. but but this is good for me to know yeah because i would have been like great i won't eat gluten i'll just eat candy yeah you gotta start <laughs> looking at the labels okay uh and then final one will be um a a, pl- a, a an imaginary place that you have a, a vacation home a la you know t- Tatooine or the Shire or you know some 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 place from fiction um the secret garden you know mm-hmm. something like that where you sort of have this like that's sort of where your vacation home is but it can't be like a real place no because we already did like the where yeah, you're no, where you're right. going running um all right well, I'll I'm sorry that I'm forcing you to use your imagination. I don't want to use my, uh, I'll say Secret Garden I will put on there. Sure. Oh, such a great... Let's do that. Any book like that, and I know I've talked about this to death on the podcast, but any any book where a little girl has a secret place just to herself, I know. I'm in. I'm um, in. There's, there, I know there's dozens of them. Yeah. I love them all. I don't know what you would call this, <laughs> but like... The cupboard of the Indian in the cupboard. Yeah, no, that's great. You did it. You did it right there. <laughs> because I love miniatures. Big fan of them. God damn you. What is wrong with us? We're best friends. You know, there's a miniature museum in Chicago. Listen. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. Okay. I just had my 100th episode. Okay. I streamed it live with Busy Phillips. Mm-hmm. I need a realist. I need a she realist. knows I love miniatures. <gasps> We talked about the fact that there used to be a miniature museum here in Los Angeles that left before I moved here. I tried to go to it not knowing it was closed and didn't exist anymore. Oh, my God. Then some some people who were watching were able to do some quick research. Shut up. And that all of that miniature collection has moved to Naples, Florida. Oh, it's in Florida? And now it's at a miniature museum in Naples, Florida. I will go to that. I will go to the Chicago Museum of Miniatures. Before yes. you leave, I will show you some miniatures. <laughs> yes, please. And let me bore these guys because they already know with the small fact that uh, my first job when I moved to San Francisco was working in a very upscale miniature store. Shut up. I should say the store itself was regular sized. <laughs> yeah, da, da. Oh, hi. Uh, great, great, great. Indian in the cupboard. Seriously, now I want this to be over so I can show you miniatures. Okay. So, um, um, all right. Lastly, <sighs> I don't know why I'm blanking so hard on things. Um, I think you've been doing a stellar job. I don't know what I'm trying to go to another universe in my brain on this one. Uh, What's another place? What's an exciting place? Yeah, I'm secretly thinking of it about it myself. You know what I might like is uh, the never-ending story world. Yes. I never thought about it until right now. Well, I'll, I'll think, jump on but, board that. Okay. Let's do that. We'll be there together. Great. Oh, we're doing everything together from now on. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, okay. Tell me when to stop. Do I get a husband? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. It's because I'm gay for you, and I, <laughs> and I didn't want you to have one. 
God damn it. Or, yes. Or, or whatever. Added category. Just, added category. No, yes, 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 yes. You totally do. Go for it. Three. Okay. Since I brought up how to go fast. Uh, okay. I'm going to give you four and you choose a three because I okay. can't decide. Okay. We're going to go through my childhood. Yeah. First one. Arthur the Aardvark. He's a cartoon character guy. Certainly I'm putting him in. I know exactly who Arthur is. Okay. Then you have, uh, it's a combo. It's a combo deal. High school would be Bam Margera and Johnny Knoxville in a hot tub. Now listen, because it's because of Jackass. I know Bam Margera. Not now. Bam Margera would be. Then. 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 Okay. It was my fantasy. I'm not school. writing them in yet. Okay. Because I'm Those, choosing. That, that's a combo. But that's a combo. Three. And then college would, end of high school college would have been Gideon Yego from MTV News. It's hmm, going to be a tough choice for me to okay. who I eliminate. Oh, Arthur boy. is locked in. And then uh, probably Gabriel Byrne who played, but in the role of the professor in yeah. uh, Little Women. Yep. Slash He's in. Steve Coogan. But He's in. Ugh. Gabriel Byrne's in. Gabriel Byrne. Ar- Arthur I've got Byrne Arthur Byrne. and Gabriel Byrne in. I'm... I don't Coogan. know who the MTV News guy is. <laughs> Maybe next time. Uh, he's just this delightful. But you loved him. Dark haired guy with glasses who seemed smart on TV. And I was like, you tell me the news. And I, yeah. I loved it. When I was in college, I was 100% sure I was going to end up with Conan O'Brien. 100% <laughs> sure. Yours, Couldn't have been more confident. Better. I had no plans of even going and being in show business at that time. Mm-hmm. Still was like, inevitably, I will end yeah. up with Conan. Um, or the Coogster or Steve Coogan. I know Steve Coogan's great. Uh, my personal choice for you would be Arthur Gabriel Byrne and Steve Coogan. Let's do that. All due let's respect to out, the Jackass let, Let's nix out the hot tub. Right. That was a fantasy, Coogan. but I didn't even know what that fantasy was. I, I understand. I just knew we were in a hot tub. All right. I, I begrudgingly allow you to be straight and be with these guys, okay. even though I clearly, <laughs> for sure, on purpose, subconsciously <laughs> left that category out altogether. Uh, okay. Tell me when to stop. Now. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. I'm going to pause this. Okay. Do a little math. All right. Come back. Longest episode ever. <laughs> yeah. Reveal your math future. I just said math future. All right. Your, your future in math. My math future. Okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Here we go. Number one. Uh, where should I start? Number one, all the pizza you want. All the pizza? All the pizza you want. Yes. Which, by the way, you're going to need because, because not only do you run marathons, <laughs> okay. but you're also an Olympic goalie. So you're oh going to be God. burning off those carbs. Oh you're going to have to carb up every night because every day you're going to be doing very God active. going to be so hot. Rocking, rocking body, <laughs> rocking body. <laughs> pizza goalie. Great. And you're going to be running. One of the places you're going to be doing a lot of uh, fun runs. Oh, yeah? Because you're also doing marathons, which is your job. <laughs> In addition to being a goalie, uh, sisterhood of traveling pants yeah. in Greece. There you oh go. So wherever that is, I you're going to be doing some Grecian goalie. Oh yeah, running Big marathons time. on the side, challenging pizza. Time. Need a little break? You want to jump into uh, the secret garden? I will just to chill. I'll have my do own it. Garden. Great. Want to jump into curly top? You're in. <laughs> I made that life. Right this, into curly top. This is, this is a fucked up universe, but I love it. <laughs> right on into cur- curly top. Uh, uh, by the way, you have an apartment uh, in the secret garden, which makes sense because it would be like you would like go down from your apartment into the oh, secret yeah. garden. Oh, yeah. I have to manage it. The world of the secret garden. Um, uh, perhaps you want to relax when you're not doing all of these incredibly active things by watching Rhoda. 
Oh, I will. Still going. It's still going. Still going. <laughs> Speaking Great. of a marathon. Still going, Rhoda. <laughs> and you can do all of this uh, with either your best friend, Catherine Hepburn. I know you didn't get Emma. I Listen. That's the one I was doing it. I was like, oh, yeah. but but that's going to happen in real life. Yeah. Um, or your husband. I'm, I must say I'm very pleased with this. Gabriel Byrne is a professor. Oh, my goodness. That's a really good one. That's a good future. Nothing to sniff at. Professor Gabriel Byrne with Catherine Hepburn coming by, watching a little Rhoda, chowing on some pizza. It's interesting because even just in the way this has worked out, it feels like everything that we talked about, where it's like sort of the in-between of it all, Mm -hmm. like very sporty, but then you've got the sort of like... The Beautiful secret garden and the professor <laughs> and the apartment. It's very... And then I got a lady wearing pants. Sort of, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. What a pleasure. This is so fun. What a pleasure and a joy. I had such a great time. I know you got a scamper. Mm. I do got a scamper. Um, and uh, guys, thanks for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.